0: Hey, welcome. You are listening to episode 136 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dexcom and Omnipod. I want you to go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox and dexcom.com forward slash juicebox to find out more. Before we talk about the episode, I have a special announcement. The Bold with Insulin t-shirts have arrived and they are on sale now. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see them right there. There's three different styles, black, with Bold With Insulin in white, juice box Podcast in blue underneath, black shirt with Bold With Insulin in white, and Juicebox Podcast in pink, and there's a pink shirt with the printing in black. All the proceeds from the t-shirts are going to go towards bringing the Juicebox Podcast to your hometown. We're going to take the podcast on the road. So we need a little bit of gear to do that, a little bit of startup money, but then the goal is to come out to your group, to your children's hospital, wherever, and do the podcast live. All you need to do is go to juiceboxpodcast.com and check them out. And see what you think. This episode of the podcast is with Sam. Sam is the mom of a child with type 1 diabetes who also has celiac disease. Uh, Sam homeschools her kids. That's really interesting. I have to tell you, while I was editing this podcast, I don't think I've ever laughed so much while I was listening back. Um, I am going to admit that I was laughing at some of the things I said, which I think is weird. But yet, I was funny. So what am I going to do? Not laugh? Hopefully you'll think it's funny, too. Meanwhile, Sam's episode is fantastic. The information is great. I really like this one. Let's call this one, hmm, I have a couple of notes here. (laughs) Do I want to call it Nut Flowers are Friendly? No. Aimless and Valuable? No. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with this one. This episode is called Cracker Meanie. You'll figure out why later. Let's just say that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, always consult a physician before being bold with insulin.
1: Okay, hi, uh, my name is Sam. I am a mom of four. Uh, my second is my type one, Amelia.
0: Sam, Sam, four kids, how what are their ages? Um eleven, nine,
1: seven,
0: and two. 9, nine, seven, and two. Wow. When did your uterus break and stop working? Exactly. Was it just a um, did, it, did it did it give up at any point or, or No,
1: it's just real tired. It's, real it's tired. just really tired.
0: <laughs> you um I, I do say this periodically, but when you get past two, you start, you get into a stratosphere that I can't wrap my head around. So what's, I
1: mean, past two, is just kind of like, well, why not? Uh, because you know. it
0: just, it, it, you, they just move in every direction. It's like having little, yeah. little sandstorms in your house.
1: It's already crazy.
0: So. <laughs> just make it crazier. But you're also, but you're the wife of a person in the air force. Uh Navy. Navy. Okay. Oh, they have planes too. That's right. And um
1: the so, Navy has a lot of planes. They actually, certainly yeah. do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so I was I was listening to something recently, and I don't want this to go down the wrong path, but um something about the Air Force and the Navy and why I don't know, like I forget the whole there's a backstory. If anybody's interested, it's an interesting story about why the Navy has pretty much more planes than the Air Force, but they're the Navy. Um and that's a little uh, as little as I actually know about it, so okay. well
1: the Navy just has like ships, so they can fly planes off ships,
0: right? Which but is
1: convenient.
0: It certainly sounds convenient. And but you don't fly Air Force planes off of Navy ships; you fly Navy. No, uh-uh. of
1: Navy you fly Na- well, and Marine planes too. Also,
0: the Marines get to use the Navy ships, also.
1: Exactly, but that's a whole other.
0: <laughs> I hear what you're saying. No one likes anybody, uh, so. No. <laughs> Oh, so oh so you have four children, your husband is in the Navy. Uh, is he a pilot? Yes.
1: He is a pilot, yeah. Oh,
0: that's pretty cool. I um I get a little nervous going upstairs, so I feel like that might be
1: Well me too. Like I don't like the Ferris wheel, but I don't have to do that job. That's why I stay here with four kids.
0: So have you ever been in a plane with your husband flying it?
1: No, I haven't ever, actually.
0: <laughs> and how long have you been married?
1: Well, almost 13 years um, in May.
0: That's May amazing. 13th. And you've never once been like, hey, that thing you say you do. Let me see.
1: Um, I mean, it has come up. It just hasn't ever, like, you don't want to do materialized. Yeah, I, I if, I, it, if it happened, I would be open to that. I would be nervous, but right. I'm nervous, you know, on Southwest Airlines, too.
0: <laughs> well, you don't know the guy flying the Southwest plane.
1: I don't know if that's worse or like better. You know, I don't know. As right.
0: Sam, as I said it, I thought maybe that's worse. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah no. All right. So okay, it's so it's like
1: I'm holding you so responsible right now.
0: <laughs> so four kids. Second one is how old? And what and are we saying names or no?
1: Uh that's fine. Yeah, my second one is Amelia. Okay. She is nine. She'll be ten in June. Um, diagnosed November 2015. Um in the same hospital visit, we got the type 1 diagnosis and a celiac diagnosis. Mm-hmm. We didn't mess around.
0: You just want to get it all out of the way right away.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, I'm sorry, my math will fail me here. About a year and a half?
1: About a year and a half, yeah. That
0: didn't fail me. That's pretty cool. Okay, so, um, a year and a half, she's, I'm sorry, she's, a, she's nine? She's nine. Nine, so she, she was diagnosed to, geez, okay, seven and a half. It's not fun. Um Any uh, endocrine issues in your extended family, a mom with Um, thyroid that doesn't work, an aunt that has celiac too, or something like that?
1: Well, at the time, it was like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I knew that my aunt had thyroid issues. She just had her thyroid removed. But Mm. that didn't, I didn't know that was an autoimmune disease. You know what I mean? Like, I knew what type one was. But I didn't know it was an autoimmune disease. So now kind of like in hindsight, we're like, oh, maybe there are some like autoimmune issues that we just
0: yeah. didn't know. It doesn't always have to be – like I always hear people say, is there anybody else in your family who has type 1? But it doesn't have to be that for there to be a, a thread of of different endocrine issues can all – you know, you just – it depends on which one you get sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Amelia is uh, – is, geez, a year and a half ago, did you – how quickly did they put you, or did they ask you if you wanted to be on an insulin pump, and are you on one? Uh,
1: we are on the Omnipod. Um, in April, it'll be a year. Um, so she was pumped to get on the pump, like, immediately. But um, we waited the kind of 6 months time frame. Um, she had a pretty heavy honeymoon, so I really I wish we would have got on it sooner, because Lantis was just a mess with
0: her. When you were using slow-acting insulin, because her honeymoon—you're saying her honeymoon was heavy—meaning she was still making a lot of insulin on her own?
1: Yeah, she needed. Like when we first got on the pod, we had the very lowest basal setting for like twelve hours mm-hmm. overnight, and we would still have to, you know, go in sometimes and kind of shut it off or do a tab or
0: because it was just too much.
1: It was yeah, it was just too much.
0: And so you think having a pump, even back then, you could have been more. Like I guess you,
1: we would have got more sleep. Yeah, I you would
0: have got more sleep. <laughs> You're not getting any sleep. You have four kids. Stop it. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, as a matter, I didn't mean that dirty, Sam. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> that came off that way. Okay, so you, you you um did you choose an Omnipod or did someone lead you towards it? How did that? How did the process of finding an insulin pump work out?
1: Um. But it was kind of by accident. they had the demo pod in the office, mm-hmm. um, so we took it home. We were already on the Dexcom, and I was just like, "Oh, that looks really similar, and she was like, "Yeah, it does." And then we were looking through the other brochures and stuff, and the tubes just kind of creeped us out a little bit, <laughs> like it okay. just like bothered me and then so we were just like, Well, okay, this one we've seen it just that one, you know, show. like
0: and it's been working fine for you.
1: Yeah, it's great. We love it. We have no regret. You know, we don't have a comparison at this point, but
0: oh, well, yeah, we're not looking for one. It's funny. I, 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 I find myself couching my statements sometimes when I'm speaking in public. You know, with people, I'm like, oh, you know, we really are happy with this. But to be fair, it's the only one I've ever used. But I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, how much happier than happy can you be? So
1: exactly, right. yeah.
0: Um, and, and okay, so geez, now here's something I don't know a ton about the the celiac um, and, and how does that impact life with diabetes?
1: Um, well, it's kind of hard for me to say because it happened at the same time for us. So it, they're wrapped up together in my mind I a little bit. Mean. Sometimes I have to be like, Oh, that's not a type one issue. That's what's the celiac or no, no, no. That's, that's because of the type one. It's not because of the celiac. Um, so our lives changed kind of just completely. We had a whole new, like eating regimen with the you know, sugar checks and the carb counting, right. but we also replaced like all of the carbohydrates in our house, like normal bread went away. And, um, yeah. So we're just gluten free now. Uh, our whole house is gluten free and gluten free processed foods are just really carby and like really hard on her blood sugar. So, so you, you kind of have to be careful with that's that. Interesting.
0: So, so the the more gluten free something gets, the sort of harsher the carbs from it seem to be, or or there's more carbs in a lot of gluten free stuff. To generalize,
1: yeah, like the like the processed food, not okay. like um, you know, like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. But like right. rice has a lot of carbs in it. So imagine like grinding up rice and making a cup of flour with it. Mm-hmm. Do You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like
0: So you're using like rice flour instead of regular flour and then
1: Yeah, you know, and starch that. it like corn starch and tapioca starch. And, what What? Uh, we use a lot of nut flours. Nut flours are friendly for our well, for so, our family. So
0: you got you basically got these two big new different odd things thrown into your life at the same time. You had to figure out type 1 diabetes and celiac at the same time. Yes. Which, did one take preference over the other in the moment? Like, which one seems more important to understand than the other, or was there no delineation? Did they both seem as dire?
1: Um, yeah, like like I said, it's, it's all wrapped up in yeah. my head, because it was all kind of happening at the same time. And if I wasn't, like, stressed about carbs and blood sugars and dropping and rising, then I was stressed about, like, cleaning out my pantry and starting all over from scratch, you know?
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Hey, I barely knew how to cook for four people before this. I I, there are times I stand in the grocery store and I stare and I think nature's going to have to come up with a different animal or you know like something. You get to the point where kids are like, "Hey, I." I don't want to eat that anymore. And and I say, Hey, that's fair enough. What would you like to eat? Well, I don't know, but not that you're like, Oh, okay. You know, like, and then you make something new and they're like, well, we didn't like that. We'll try it one more time. I
1: did a lot of grocery store staring in the beginning. We live in a small town, mm -hmm. so we've got, you know, two grocery options and we were rather new in town. We had kind of just moved here a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah,
0: sharing. <laughs> <like that>. <laughs> you don't know where you're at. You don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. No. What was your biggest um, guide, your help in, in f- figuring out this link? Like, did you use people's online? Did you find communities? Did you – how did you figure it out? Doctors?
1: Um, yeah, just Google. So much go- – like, I would be walking around the grocery store, like, with my phone, mm-hmm. you know.
0: <laughs> just trying to figure out what's what and – and
1: yeah, like what? Because there's a lot of like they call it hidden gluten, you know, like cross contamination, things that are processed on the same lines as like wheat products and wow, uh, stuff so like it, that. It's, it's like
0: a deep. It's a very deep dive situation. You end up sounding like a uh, um, an alien conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah, about, like, you know, you're like sometimes <laughs> you it, it cross contaminates. Like, oh,
1: <laughs> we can't eat weed and people are like oh okay and then they're like well here's some popcorn and i'm like oh well what kind of popcorn is that we, because cross- and then people it, start kind of glazing over yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay well especially too when your actual disease becomes some somehow sort of tangentially like like attached to um a craze in the, in, in the world, right? Yeah. Like all of a sudden people are like, I have to, I can't eat gluten. And there's a lot of people who say it, who mm-hmm. it's probably not true for, right? And, and so, yeah. and, and now it's, it's 1 million percent true for you. And everyone probably looks at you like, oh yeah, I have a friend at the gym who says that too.
1: Yeah. yeah. the people from the gym.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. You're gluten-free now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh,
0: I don't want to and- be. <laughs> well,
1: and we we decided that our it was just easier if our whole house went gluten free because um, my kids are homeschooled. Okay. So everybody's here. Everybody eats here all day long. Yeah, and yeah. Just, what are you going to um, do?
0: like two just separate meals. Plus, it's it's sort of a weird thing one way or the other. You setting up a situation where one kid can't eat the way the other ones can. And that, that's not going to be, yeah. that's not going to Don't
1: touch fun. that peanut butter. That's your sister's peanut butter. Or did, like,
0: yeah, ugh. right. No one ever says there's my peanut butter. And, and so, yeah. yeah, no, I get that. Now what, so I've never tried to be gluten free. Is there, was there a big change? Was it a palate change for you? Was, I mean, was it one of those things that at first you're like, Oh, I don't like the way this tastes or is it not like that? How, how did it happen for you? I just did an entire ad for Dexcom and deleted it because I was all like reading from a list and being, I don't know, I was stilted. you know what that is? Anyway, here's what I love about our Dexcom. I can see my daughter's blood sugar. I was recording a podcast earlier today and I could watch when Arden needed insulin, gave her a little bit, watched how it came down, helped me pre bolish for the meal. It, it was amazing. Arden's blood sugar was 91 as she was going in to eat and that was coming out of an elevated blood sugar of 170. These are adjustments I've been able to make while she's at school. Crazy peace of mind comes from this, right? She's got the Dexcom G5 share on her phone, and I have the follow on my phone. We happen to have Apple phones, but it's compatible with Android too. I see what Arden's Blood sugar is doing in the moment. We can make these great adjustments. Of course, you don't even need to test anymore. The FDA has now cleared the Dexcom for, you know, Making treatment decisions, so I can see what's going on. Send her a text. She boluses, and that's it. It's amazing. Absolutely, hundred percent. Now everybody's individual results are going to be different, but if you're listening to this podcast, you hear how I use the Dexcom and and the results that we're getting. Arden's A1C has been between five point six and six point two for almost four years. It is in a huge part to do with the Dexcom G5. I just can't stress enough how important I think it is for you to go to Dexcom.com forward slash and learn a little more about the Dexcom CGM. I, I really believe that you will be happy that you did.
1: It really wasn't that bad. I would say, like, our meals already, just kind of like, because I cook the meals, so we eat what I like mostly.
0: <laughs> I'm basically um, in charge of what people eat. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, we didn't eat a lot of bread. Like, our dinners would mostly just be, like, meat, vegetable, vegetable, mm-hmm. you know. And I would try to limit the kid. I called them pantry snacks back in the day, like crackers and things like that. They yep. would get, like, one a day. Like, mm-hmm. I was kind of like the cracker, meanie. Um, So it wasn't, it wasn't that bad for me. (laughs) Let
0: me just take a second here, Sam, and write down Sam. Cracker meanie. Yes, bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very close to that being the title of this episode, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, don't
1: tell but, the goldface
0: company. The whole reason they can't make money. Uh but so yeah, I get what you're saying though. Like, first of all, it's up to you. You get to decide. I'm in that situation too. And you know, you you it's sort of on you. And you know, there's those moments at the end of the day when everybody's sort of picking through their dinner. I'm like, what happened? You like this? And they go, Oh, I just wasn't in the mood for it. And you're like, oh I how would I know that at three o'clock in the afternoon when I started thinking about making you dinner? You, you know, and, yeah. and you do feel badly, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know what to do. What am I going to let people vote on what's for dinner and make nine?
1: Oh, I don't feel bad. Yeah, see, <laughs> I don't feel badly.
0: Yeah, see, I'm probably too kind at some level, and not that you're not, by the way. Although you are the cracker meanie. But so, well, I am. Um, and so, so I get what you're saying. So you were always sort of like dry goods, processed stuff wasn't a huge part of what you were feeding them to begin with.
1: Yeah.
0: So maybe you were eating with less gluten in in fact than most people would be to begin with. And so the, the, the changeover wasn't, was there any complaints from kids, your husband, anything like that?
1: Um, I mean, there was some tears in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, like there, there was this one time we were walking around in the grocery store and I took Amelia, you know, to be like, well, let's go, I'll let you look at some things and we'll figure it out together, you know? And she, there was wheat thins on the end cap, and she's like, "Wheat thins! It has wheat in the name. We're never eating that again." You know, and she's just like having a meltdown in the middle of the store. Like,
0: I find that very amusing for some reason. Outside, I mean,
1: it was it was. Yeah, at the time, I was just like, "Oh, you were probably oh, horrified!" Well.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just I wanted
1: that. to cry too, but. We, but now, yes. They We're, put
0: it right in the name. It says right on the box, Amelia yeah. can't eat this thins. Uh, yes, uh, like
1: this is out to get you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: Is... oh, That's such an interesting way that it struck her, actually. That, I, I, yeah, I, I totally <laughs> get that. Okay, so there you go. You're So you're figuring all that out and everything. And you said you had a Dexcom CGM before you had a pump, but you had a pump six months in. So how did that happen? Uh, we
1: got the Dexcom pro. Uh, the end of January. So how long is that? Like not quite three months and we could have had it sooner. But, um, whenever we got sent home from the hospital, like the day we got released, my husband had to go out of town Mm. (laughs) and then he was gone, um, for several weeks. And I just like, I could not get there on my own, you know, with the like, yes, let's, I need more equipment. Please send me more things to figure out. And like, (laughs)
0: Sam needs more to do body. Yeah. Yeah. But, but now in hindsight, not that you, not that, not that that's a bad decision, but was it as difficult to implement as you were imagining?
1: Um, I, I didn't put it on the first few times. I kind of made my husband do that. I gotcha. Um, the first time I put one on, I think I had to call customer service or something. Like, I was freaking
0: out. Are <laughs> you really? I, I'm gonna uh, let me tell a story here that I've never told before. My, uh, my wife will be horrified. But um, I do most of that stuff. Either Arden does it herself or I'm involved or she and I do it together or something like that. And it's just one yeah. of those things with kids. Like, you know, you do something over and over again and they think that's the way it is, you know? Um, and, not, and my wife is 100 million percent capable, which is something I wanna say up front. But I had to go away for a week with my son. We were down in Atlanta. He was playing baseball, and Kelly and Arden were here by themselves. And I tried to set up the Dexcom so that it wouldn't need to be swapped while I was gone, but it didn't work out. And so Cole has this off afternoon. You know, poor kid's 16. I drug him to the Atlanta Aquarium. I'm like, look, I hear it's like the greatest <laughs> aquarium in the country. We're not going to be this close to it and not see it. You know, so he's like, I don't want to go to the aquarium. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm tired. It's hot. And I was like, shut up and get in the car. And we're going to the aquarium. So you go to the aquarium. By the way, long story short on that one is at the end of that one in the parking garage, he goes, I'm really glad we came here. This was cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> thanks,
0: Dad. I was like, so. I was like oh, all right. But anyway, we're at the aquarium. And we're taking a little break in the middle, and we're sitting in this uh, this little section having something to eat, being overcharged for a chicken nugget that's been dry for like three hours. Yeah. And, and my cell phone rings, and um, it's funny. I just said my cell phone as if people wouldn't understand that I wasn't carrying a house phone with me, but I, my yeah. my <laughs> phone my phone rang. And, Your
1: bat phone. Yeah, rang. Right,
0: exactly. The magic phone I have with me, and uh, and it's Arden, and she is. It sounds like the beginning of the movie Taken, she's like whispering into the phone. She's like, she's like, I need help. And I was like, what's wrong? And I was waiting for her to say, they've taken me. And I was was like, I said, what, what what happened? You know? And she goes, "Uh, we have to change my, 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 my CGM. And I was like, okay. She goes, mom does not know what she's doing. And, And she was like, she's in a panic. And I wish I could explain to you Arden in a way that this wouldn't sound off putting, but she's this tiny little person. She's lean and small and kind of cute. And, weighs like 92 pounds and, you know, like all this stuff. So when you look at her, you look at her and you go, oh, look at this little cute child. But Arden curses a lot more than most children <laughs> do. And so, and so I can hear my wife in the background going, just give me a chance. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I looked online. I saw a video and she's like, she's going to kill me. And it's <laughs> just going back and forth. And then I just heard like, whoa, 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 no, 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 what the beep? And I was like, what's Um, going on? And then my wife picks up the phone and she goes, oh my God, oh my God, this kid. (laughs) I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I just have to put the CGM on and I, you know... I didn't quite do it right the first time, and now she won't let me get near her. Let me touch her. (laughs) I said, but I think she can do it herself, and she's like, "No, I think she's just past that now." And I was like, "Okay." So I had to talk everybody, you know, Arden into just. I'm like, "You have to relax. Mom's going to be fine. She's, you know, she just explained to me what she's going to do. It's going to be fine. You know what to do. Do it yourself." Or talk her through it, or do it together. Like it's okay, but it just turned into this like Abbott and Costello routine, where in my yeah. mi- in my mind they were running around the island in the kitchen, and my and my daughter was on the phone going, "She's gonna catch me! She's gonna catch me!" You know, and I was like. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, it was all fine. Y- y- you know, yeah. it just it just it just was. But it just I don't know. It got into her head, I guess, that I'm the one that puts it on. And
1: well, you know, routine becomes like Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and I feel badly comforting. about that. I really do feel badly about that that because sometimes things are easier that we let the idea of of that one way is better or, you know, that one person – like I said, my wife's yeah. really great at it. It's not like she's not good at it. It's just it got into Arden's head. Um But so your husband did it the first couple of times. You eventually jumped in. What do you, what do you think slowed you down? Was it just the fear of the idea of what you were doing or – You were putting a wire. Um, What was the thought that got you?
1: I mean, honestly, devices really were, like, off-putting to my husband and I both, like, at the beginning. Okay. Um, We were just like, oh, like, we're not in a hurry for that. But then he was out of town, and I was like, we need this CG. Like, you need to get home. We need this. (laughs) Bad. Like, and he's like, no, no, no! Like, wait! Like, it's gonna be on her. And I'm like, yes, all the time. Yes, we need it. Right. Like, hurry home because I can't put it on myself. Well, and like it's, you're gonna be fine with this, and you're gonna put it on.
0: Yeah, it's that. It, Come home. He got he got dadded into it. He's like, here, if someone's gonna do something scary, it's gonna be you. So, and it's
1: yeah. well, he's just much better with like. Instruction booklets and like steps, so I needed him to do it and then to just like tell me out loud what to do.
0: Yeah. So Sam, you just had this like this overwhelming fear that you were going to not understand it, do it incorrectly, and that it involved putting this thing in your kid's body, and that that wasn't a place where you wanted to make a mistake. I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. So now
0: that you do it, I'm assuming you do it a lot now.
1: Um. You know what? He still kind of does He's it frequently we do it on the weekend
0: <laughs> right and, and so, so
1: dad still does it most of the time uh, but you know then sometimes it gets ripped off and and then it's you yeah Man. and i'm i'm better now i still get out the booklet you know oh
0: you're cute over a year later
1: <laughs> no i don't I, like i like step by step and, like okay number one right so, it's number
0: fun. two. So a couple weekends ago I talked um, a person through over the phone their first time putting on a glucose monitor. And I realized that when I said it the first time, I was like, I have to break this down into more steps. Cause I was like, look, just stick it on, pinch it and push the plunger down.
1: Yeah. And, and, and she's but like, wait, rock forward, rock forward. Yeah. You didn't say that.
0: And so, and then, and then I was like, then just pull the collar up and then push the clips and pop it out. I said, this whole thing takes about eight seconds. And, and you know, and, and, there was this long conversation back and forth and she was like, oh, I don't know if I can, and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually it just, I didn't hear from her for a while and I sent her an email and I was like, everything okay? And she's like, oh yeah, it's done. And I was like, oh, okay. So apparently it was fine. Um, yeah, I, listen, stuff's off-putting in the beginning. It, it obviously is, you add technology to it, it can be. And and it's not, you're not alone, right? A lot of people can feel that way. But now, that, I
1: think so, yeah. You know, you
0: know what I mean? But now that you have that data coming from that Dexcom and you have the ability to, make fine adjustments because you have an insulin pump. Is it night and day for you?
1: Oh yes. Like I don't know. <laughs> I like don't know how we lasted, you know, the few months that we did mm-hmm. before we had these Well, that is really... handy, handy life changers. That's
0: excellent. It's cool that it, that it strikes you that way. So a year and a half s not that long really. Um, no, it's it, not. It feels like a, I'm assuming it feels like 20 years, but a
1: million years.
0: Yeah. 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 But, but so how does Amelia handle like, like, so you, she said, you said she's homeschooled. So there's, there's yes. no, there's not a big interaction with like scads and scads of kids at, at school, but exactly but ways there are there ways and times where, I mean, how is she with her diabetes? Does she, is she one of the um,
1: It kind of, it varies, you know, just mm-hmm. like what mood she's in because we'll be like, we go to a co-op where like once a week we go with other homeschool families and then, They kind of take different classes with different parents and whatever. So um, there, you know, she's like whipping out her stuff. And she's like, yeah, this is my lancet. It's a needle. puts a hole in my finger. Do you want to see my palm? This is my Dexcom, you know. And she's very open about it. But um, last summer, she was doing like a a musical week thing at church where she would be at church for several hours Mm -hmm. and um, eat a snack and eat lunch there some days. So, we were texting back and forth, you know, and, um, I was having trouble getting her to like respond, you know, yeah. like send me a picture of your food, okay, what was it? what did your pump suggest for insulin? like you need to tell me this before you take it right, um, right. and there was a big lag time, and then i I finally got it out of her that um, you know, she'd gotten her phone out at the table, and she's sitting with other you know, eight and nine year olds. And they're like, you have a phone. Like, I don't have a phone. Like, Whoa, that's so, mm-hmm. but, um, so she was the only one with a phone, but in that situation, she didn't want to be the kid that has a phone because it's her diabetes. Yeah, phone. She wasn't looking for, Do you know what I mean? The
0: focus of it. And then, and I guess then once everybody saw the phone, they were a little focused in on her and then she didn't want to be the one taking a picture of her. Yeah, food She and-
1: did not like that yeah. attention. So she was just kind of ignoring me. So mm-hmm. we kind of had a,
0: you know, we had a like. I get that sometimes from Martin. Like, she'll go to a party or something. And I'll be like, "Look, I, you know, you just grabbed a bunch of stuff off of a table. Just snap a picture of it and send it back to me." And she'll be like, "I don't want to do that. It's a lot." <laughs> and I'm like, "Going, what's a lot? Like, it's too much to take the picture." Because no, it's a lot of food. How many carbs for a lot of food? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, I really need to see it for a second. <laughs> just you
1: know, random carbohydrates.
0: I like to when sometimes she'll send. And we don't send a lot of pictures back and forth of food, but I like sometimes she'll take a picture of something. And it, it, there's no context to it. So I'm like, I don't understand. Is that nine inches wide or two inches wide? I can't. I you're such <laughs>
1: Is that a giant pretzel or a mini pretzel? You've taken a
0: lovely photograph, but I cannot. There's nothing for perspective in the image. So I don't. I said, put your finger next to it next time or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's really interesting, though. Like for someone who. Um is saying they sort of don't want to be you know it's not great fun for you to be involved with the application of the technology once it's I mean the actual putting it on our body once it's on, you're all about it and, and to, oh, yeah, we are
1: using this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and to hear that you're texting back and forth, that warms my heart because that's a it's such a simple step that makes things so much easier
1: it does because know. like you said, she's not at school all day. Right. you know what I mean, so we have we consciously seek out opportunities for independence for Mm -hmm. her. So I'm like looking for things for, you know, places that she can go and I can be here and like, you're going to eat there. So let's talk about a plan, you know, like, how are you going to handle this? What help do you need from me? Like let's manufacture these situations for you
0: because you need
1: to learn how to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when you don't have as much opportunity as other people to put her into those situations, so they become more, Important when they, when they exist. Yeah. yeah.
1: But at the same time we get, um, I have the opportunity that, you know, every meal I'm here with her, like breakfast, she pretty much does on her own, Mm -hmm. you know, like she'll be like, I'm eating this and this, this many carbs. Okay. Do I need to extend? I don't think so. Okay. And that's, you know, like, like, so we have the opportunity to kind of, you know, I ask her what she's doing, you know, like, here's your lunch. There's that many carbs in that. What do you do?
0: I can see where that where that's great, and where you know my there are times when my my overall grand plan of this very slow handoff to Art, and I always just imagine one day we just won't talk about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like and it just and it. Oh, happened.
1: that's scary. It, Why do you imagine that? Because what I
0: want. That's what I. I wanted. I. Want
1: I know. Her, I know.
0: <laughs> I want her to see it as sort of effortlessly as I see it, you you know, like that's my goal. But because that happens that way and we're not, and I'm not, you know, like I don't sort of like, Hey, what do you think all the time? Sometimes I don't like the other day she came home from school and she was like, I'm so hungry. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, what are you going to eat? And she's been on a real kick lately. She's grabbing just like a handful of nachos and dumping, dipping them in cheese. And And it's, it's for her. It's as much insulin as like, like her lunch, you know, like it's, it's it's a fair amount of insulin. And bad. oh my God, they're terrible. There are some, I'm going to, I'm going to, here you go. I'll put these people right on blast. I don't know if they're all over the country, but there's a, um, like sort of a, I guess an, I don't know if it's Mexican food or what it exactly is, but Moe's Southwest Grill.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a chain.
0: I don't know what they put in their nachos, but. Arden would be better off drinking rat poison than eating them because, yeah. because I cannot, for whatever, I cannot figure out how to <laughs> – You
1: can't cover it.
0: I just can't. Now, like a Tostito that you get in a store or something like that takes a lot of insulin, takes a little bit of – um,
1: But it's doable.
0: I can, I can handle it like it's nothing.
1: Well, and do you know what stinks for us is like – Mexican food is a great out to eat option for us mm-hmm. because of the corn chips and because of torn corn tortillas because they're gluten free okay so like if we're traveling or something, I have to try to find Mexican place that has a Designated chip fryer and I'm like, here, eat chips and cheese for dinner, please. Yeah. And then we're just like, Oh god At least there's no gluten
0: awesome. and I can't believe we just gave our kids potato chips for dinner. And so no and I yeah. and listen, I listen, I'm sure Moe's makes great food, but what if for if you have diabetes and you can bolus for the Moe's chips, you're a, you're a Zen master because I cannot figure it out. But but so yeah. she comes home and she's like, I'm gonna do this. And it's like okay. So she grabs this big thing and she puts like a little bit of cheese or queso with it or something like that. I see the laptop come out where she's gonna gonna, you know, she's gonna hit, hit the Netflix a little bit before she goes and does her homework. And then she just starts eating the chips and I'm staring at her and I'm like, Is it anything gonna get said here? Like, is she just waiting for me to do it? Like, so I looked at yeah. her and I said, Hey, um, you've got diabetes and she's like, What? I said, uh, are we gonna insulin for that, you think? Like she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just like and and so there's this part of me that thinks, wow, we've done such a great job of her not running around thinking, Oh, I have diabetes all the time. But sometimes yeah. like, she just she so doesn't think of herself that way that that, that happens sometimes. Yeah. You know? Well
1: I'm a little jealous of that because I have to say Amelia doesn't like she does not just like unconsciously eat food.
0: Yeah, well, like, see,
1: I've never, funny. I've never seen
0: her do that. Well, so you're on one side of this. I'm on the other side. We both probably need to be more towards the middle. Let me think what I can tell you about the Omnipod tubal Sensor pump that I already haven't told you in the past. How about this? I love it. Pod changes take a second. It's a, it's funny how quickly they are. I am like a NASCAR guy that takes off the tires. Now I can change a pump in, I'm going to say two minutes. That's some amazingness. You know, because the Omnipod doesn't need to be primed like a tube pump does. So you just fill it, push a button, it primes itself, it takes a couple seconds, Yes, slap it on, and push the button, it inserts, and you're done. I'm telling you, I can do it in less than two minutes. Now, if you're using a tube pump right now, that probably sounds pretty good to you. Not a whole big process, not a big show, not a big hullabaloo every time you have to make a change. Do you want less hullabaloo in your life, do you? How about less hullabaloo and no tubing? That's the Omnipod. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box to get less hullabaloo. Seriously though, you're talking about a tiny little device that you can put pretty much anywhere on your body. There's no tubing to run through your clothes to get caught on doorknobs. You know, you can, you can swim and bathe without disconnecting, without interrupting your insulin. That's how you're gonna get these good blood sugars, right? This is how you're gonna keep your A1C where you want it, by having a fine control over when you're getting the insulin. You ever, you know, two, you'll hear people with two pumps say all the time, I disconnected from my shower and I forgot to connect again. And two hours later, my blood sugar was 400. That doesn't happen with an Omnipod. You never have to disconnect it. It's always there. It's always with you. You can be as active as you want to be. And it's great. I can't tell you enough. Do it, please. Here's the great thing about Omnipod. I'm going to go past the music. I feel bad about this. They're going to offer you a free, no obligation demo. So you just go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box you fill out a bit of information and they'll send you out a demo pod that you can try for yourself you'll see if what i said is right you'll see does the omnipod equal less hullabaloo i think it does y- you know yeah and it, yeah it's, and so i, I would her. love
1: it if she would you know and just be like oh yeah. i forgot and yeah. i just was
0: hungry right and i don't yeah exactly because i don't think of it as i don't think of that story as arden being apathetic i think she's just no, not at all. She's gotten home from school. She's hungry. She's trying to decompress from her day, and it's not the first thing she thinks of. Isn't that I have diabetes? Which I love. Yeah, and, you know, and at the same time, it's you know, it doesn't seem optimal. But it, you know, I, I'm assuming as she gets older, more times than not, she'll recall that she has diabetes. Or the, you know, but I mean, listen, in the end you hear people all the time say, "Oh gosh, I had this meal and I just forgot the bolus for it. Like that's yeah, nothing wrong that, that that's going to happen. It just can't become a norm. That's all. So,
1: Well, and like, I feel like, yeah, like you said, like we are on the opposite end of that. Like there are sometimes when the other kids are like coming in, like, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? You know, and I have to like go and find Amelia and be like, are you hungry? Do you want a snack? You know? And she's like, um, and I feel like some like she hasn't admitted it, but I feel like some of it is just like, oh, but I'm gonna have to check, I am have to think, and right. just like I'm not hungry enough to think. Well, so. will you,
0: do you bolus from the CGM?
1: Sometimes, I mean, it depends. Yeah. Like it's hard to explain to people that don't use the CGM. But like, if the CGM is on, if the Dex is Dex in, and I trust it, then yes, I will bolus for a snack, not a meal, normally because.
0: Right. Because I don't know. I'm
1: it, anal, I guess. Well, well, well,
0: well, you know, I always, so you understand when I, when I'm, the, I don't even know if you listen, do you listen to the podcast? I do, okay. yeah. So you understand when I say that, um, Oh, I'm sorry, but there's a dog going to drink out of a bowl of water now. That'll just, we don't let that happen because yeah. there's no way to get, no one's going to have to cut that out later. No one's going to want to hear yeah. that. Um, Basil, please, buddy. What are we doing? He's
1: so thirsty.
0: Oh, Basil. Oh, my God, Sam. Hold on. I'm sorry.
1: No, I'm fine. You know, I have four children in my house right now.
0: You're like, you can't believe it's quiet on your end, right? Basil, you good, buddy? You only weigh 26 pounds. How much water could you possibly drink?
1: A lot. Uh, Apparently,
0: a lot. We should have bet on how long this was going to go when it started. I
1: know. I I think
0: we're going to make it to a full minute. Good job, buddy. (laughs) Um, so when, when you hear me say that, um, when people are like, Hey, do you bullish in the Dexcom? I go, I trust it when I trust it. And when I don't trust
1: it,
0: it." right. Right. And it's, there's a, and that's seems very vague unless you understand that there are times when it is so spot on and you know, you're in that sweet spot of the sensor where it really works great. And in the, I hear some people talk about the very beginning. They don't trust it as much. I don't have as much of an issue with the very beginning as I do with at the end. You, yeah, you
1: know, I yeah. that we don't either. I feel like it works great for us immediately. Like sometimes I'm like, I think the Dex is more correct than a finger stick at this <laughs> point.
0: Like Isn't it funny too like you
1: like that finger stick is a little weird. You but.
0: have that feeling, but you really have you know, we don't talk about it enough, but the finding out what your blood sugar is is such an in inaccurate science sort of Oh
1: I know. You, you yeah. know, that
0: you don't really know what it is. And and so you you know about that's why I think stability is so important. Because let's say it's you know all your gear tells you your blood sugar is one ten. I mean maybe it's really not. Maybe it's ninety or one hundred and thirty or something like that. But at least it's it's in a in a stable spot where you can kind of take a stab at it. And and, and it's, yeah. it's a it's a weird thing to explain, not truly knowing, but then making every decision based on the data that's in front of you <laughs> that you're not one hundred percent sure is accurate or not. But yeah. but to your point, I, I and and I so. I would do the same thing. I would use the Dex for snacks, no problem, and sometimes for meals too. But if I start getting into like the really big meals, the ones that are like, you know, Chinese food kinds of like oh, yeah. massive yeah. amounts of insulin, then I'm just like, you know, can we just test here so I'm more okay. sure that – I need
1: know. a little more information. right?
0: And then Arden will remind me that every time we do that, the meter agrees with the Dexcom. And then she's, <laughs> and she's like, you know, it's just going to say the same thing. And I'm um, like – because, too, I don't know how many people run into this, but there's uh, – the Dexcom asked for a calibration right now, the G5. And uh, when it does, it's almost always perfect with the blood sugar
1: test. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the blood drop? Are you just – are you second-guessing yourself, Dexcom? Like, is that what's going you on You feel here? like what's your sensor on?
0: has a self-confidence issue? <laughs> uh,
1: maybe. A little bit. That happened to us like in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> and I was just like – now this is not when we calibrate we're not doing that now
0: (laughs) it's so funny because that and arnold always say the same thing she's like you know it's going to be exactly the same number when i do this and i was like go ahead and she does but but you know like i do trust it more often that but maybe you could like do that a little more to give amelia a break in that situation like yeah i try to do those psychological things for her too like when she comes in And she's like, oh, I'm so hungry, but my blood sugars." and I I hope nobody is mad at me, but like she'll come in the door after school one day and her blood sugar is 130. She'll be like, I'm so hungry. I want to eat right now, but I know I'm not going to eat while my blood sugar is 130. And that might sound like, I don't know, oddly cruel to people, but, um, but I'm, I'm, I just said, no, you absolutely can eat right now. And then I'll just be a little heavier handed with the
1: yeah, we we'll right? fix it. Like, I'll fix it yeah, well, right
0: yeah. now. And so we'll push a little more in the beginning here with, with a little heavier bolus, and we might be able to overcome the lack of as much of a pre-bolus as you want. And I, yeah. also, I also think she always undervalues how much time it takes to actually collect food and put it on a plate and sit down and actually eat it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it takes longer than you think. Like, just let's decide right now you're going to eat. And put some insulin on there and get going. You know what I mean? Well,
1: and that that is our routine. I utilize that. And because my kids make a lot of their own, like they make their own breakfast and they make their own lunch. And so I just use that as our like pre-bullet time. So then I'm not like telling her like, oh, well, you have to pre-bullet this. Now sit down and wait 15 minutes. It's like, just yeah. do this now. Right. And then, you know, I'm so, get all your stuff together and get ready.
0: I'm just so aware that I don't want Arden to have a uh, an issue around food. You, you, you know, yes. I, I don't want Yeah, to...
1: especially with young women like that. Um, right. That worries me a lot. Yeah.
0: Of course. Yeah, yeah. You, you body image stuff, and, and you just don't want to fall down that rabbit hole if you can absolutely, um, you know, if you can help. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody, you know, everyone's looks at their body and has different ideas about it. And I think that's fairly, you know, universal for how people think, but I'm talking about that that extra thing that, that thing you spoke of earlier, the idea of like, Hey, everyone's grabbing a snack. Are you sure you don't want one? And that concern that she might just be like, no, because it's not worth it. Yeah. Like I
1: don't want to go, I don't want to take a few extra seconds to
0: like, count The carbs in it. And so I think in order to avoid that idea, I think it's worth the risk of just saying no, no, no. We're gonna just go off the Dexcom. Just go right now. Just push the buttons. You, you know, yeah. put the insulin in. It's gonna be okay because.
1: And we are really trying to do that. Yeah. A but lot for, more. For,
0: listen, you're. If you understood, if all of you who've been on this show, um, and probably a grand amount of you who are listening, understood how much farther ahead you are than I was. Where when I was at the spot that you are like, you guys are so much more brave and bold and, and understanding of what's happening. And you've got this great technology where you can see the blood sugar. So many of you and even better testing, all this stuff is happening. You guys, I know I hear people. What's always funny to me is to hear the same level of fear that I had. And I guess it's, 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 it's a universal thing that, you know, when you're thrown into something like this, you're going to have that level of fear but I wish you knew how much better off you are than even people ten years ago. You, you know, and yeah. I know that's hard to like yeah. feel happy about, right? But you guys, no,
1: uh, I have actually, I've said that out loud. You know, like I'm, I'm glad that it's now. You know, like I'm not glad that this is what we're doing, but I'm glad that it's now because look at all of these tools that we have. Yeah, like I, I have so much help.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, last year Victor Garber's on here talking about boiling his urine or something. And I'm like
1: Yeah, hey, yeah. What? I heard that one heard you're, it. Yeah,
0: I'm like, yeah, okay. And you, you know, and you're and your poor Amelia's like, Listen, if I have to pull that receiver out to see what my blood sugar is, i do not know. Snack. If I
1: have to text my mother one more <laughs> time.
0: So I guess the, the point is is that no matter what your impediment, it's 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 big to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and that is a that's a point that I don't think should be overlooked. And you know, when you hear people make that, that, you, you it's sometimes it sounds so insensitive. You'll hear somebody, you know, the, at least it's not cancer line that people want to give you. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I've had that. Right, yeah. right,
0: right. Oh, your kid has type one diabetes. That's terrible. At least it's not cancer. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it not
1: that big of a deal. All
0: right. I'm also thrilled that a house didn't fall on her, but you know, like, yeah. but, but that doesn't make my thing less, you know? And I, and I do think that sometimes, you know, like you get up during the course of a day,
1: Exactly.
0: everything goes your way, but you stub your toe. You still stubbed your toe. It sucks. You know what I mean. Like just because someone else cut, someone else fell on the steps, and they're like, "Oh, my day stunk too. I fell (laughs) on the steps." And you're like, "Yeah, I stubbed my toe." It's a very weird human thing where then we decide we have to go. Well, one of those. They're ranked. Yeah, 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 you ranked them exactly. Let's put these. Let's put these in rank of which was worse. Like, why is that important? My toe is purple. I mean,
1: really, if you (laughs) do that, nobody, nobody's going to be on top because there's always going to be like something. But someone else considers worse or harder or, you know,
0: yes, because it's happening to you. So your stuff stinks because it's your stuff. And, and that's not invaluable. Like, or and, and, excuse me, invalid. Like you can't invalidate that. You, you know, like my day wasn't as great as it could have been either because of this. And diabetes, maybe, you know, maybe I would prefer to have type one diabetes over cancer. It doesn't make type one diabetes easy. It just means cancer. Yeah. Cancer is really terrible. Yeah, You know, and so I don't know, like it just, it's that idea that it, it, that concept trickles down in the, and how people live their lives every day. And so, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my Dexcom beeps when I'm at the movie theater. Well, you know, five years ago, somebody was going to say like, I can't believe I can't just go to the movies and have some popcorn without my blood sugar going to 300. Your Dexcom beep, but your blood sugar's not going over 120. So yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're it's, yes. it's 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 hard to pull yourself back out of your own life and see and look at yourself like from that perspective, I guess. It's difficult. But somehow today in our rambling conversation, Sam, we actually, we've actually done that. I like that our conversation yeah. has been almost aimless and yet rather valuable. So
1: Yeah, so very on point.
0: I don't remember exactly. Did you want to just talk about the diophantusia? <laughs> um
1: I mean, you know, I don't get a lot of opportunities to talk to other people that About diabetes. Think diabetes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I think I think it was the school situation and a little bit like fear. Mm-hmm. That like fear attitude of like, well, you've got the diagnosis. You can't do this because your kid has type one, it will ruin them. You can't change their diet. You can't change their school. You can't like Because I have heard that, you know, there will be people at the beginning of the school year online, you know, they're like, the school's not working for us. Does anybody homeschool their type one? And there's always the like two or three that are like, you can't do that. You can't change their school because it will ruin them. They'll be different.
0: So so this is is such an interesting thing that I'm pretty sure that on my schedule coming up, I'm going to talk to a dad who homeschools. Their child type. Oh, a homeschool dad. I love those. I think I'm gonna get. I think I'm getting to that. So trust me, I'm trying. I just looked today. I have enough episodes recorded to make this podcast from now. We're at the end of March into October. So it's, it's so hard for. It's hard for me because I'm like, oh, I really want to put this one out. Like, there's this great one right now, Sam, uh, where I I sat down with uh, an adult woman who has type one, and all we did was talk about her menstrual cycle and it's
1: yeah. it's oh, so Oh, I can't wait for that it's one. It's so
0: incredibly interesting and valuable and funny at the same time because we talked around it. We just euphemism ourselves to death talking yeah. about it. So I at some point I think I'm going to call that one Aunt Flo or something like that. But but nevertheless um funny. But so you know it, it's such a it's it's a big idea, right? Because I am I sort of pride myself on seeing both sides of things. Like, and yeah. it's one of my—if I have a superpower, this could be one of them. I can sit in the middle of a circumstance, listen to you talk about your political party, listen to that guy talk about his political party, and I don't find myself taking sides. I think I hear the value in in both sides. People might disagree with that, if you know, specific to politics who know me personally, but I might disagree with one side, but I do really feel like I hear it. And so
1: I mean, you we, can listen to how someone else thinks, I, and just, feels.
0: I, I feel like the one thing I'm good at is applying common sense, even when my heart tells me it wants to go one way or the other. And so when you talk about homeschooling, for instance, I see both sides of what you're saying. Like when, when I hear someone say, Hey, my kid's got type one diabetes, it's become really difficult. We're considering homeschooling them. My first thought is do not let diabetes push you out of something. Like, like, no, right? I say
1: don't let fear push you out of things. Exactly, things. fear. If you're doing this because you're scared, don't. that's a bad choice. Right, right. That's a bad, like, motivator.
0: Exactly. And you could also sit here and tell me the nine million great reasons why your kids being homeschooled is valuable and that those other things don't matter. But what I would say to you then is, were your children homeschooled prior to the diabetes?
1: They were. And, but yeah. here's, here's what I have to say about that. Diabetes was not our catalyst to change, but there was a catalyst. Okay. You know what I mean? There was a situation. There were circumstances that we had to look down and say, like, this is not meeting the needs of our family. Like, it's not wrong. And we would love to the kids to keep going to, like, traditional school, but like our family doesn't work like that.
0: Okay. And right so when now. you made that first. So
1: how decision, can we best meet our needs?
0: Right, right. And and so I completely get that. And that could be a million different things, right? It could be geography. You could live in a place where schools are not great. You could be a military family that jumps around so much.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's exactly. no, you
0: need consistency and you have to build consistency. And so if your husband Cause it's so funny that he's at a Navy base in Nevada. Like there's it's, you
1: know, you've seen the movie Top Gun? Yeah. Okay, so Top Gun is not in, like, sexy Southern California anymore. It's here.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's yeah. just weird that it's landlocked and it's the Navy. Tom but Cruise
1: th- made it too cool. It got too cool <laughs> yeah. there. So they had to, they had it to make get it. Out.
0: But, but so there, there's a great there's a great option. You know, your husband could get shipped somewhere else. You're going to go with them, and then your kids would get yanked out of school. Instead of that happening for them, you found a consistent way to, to teach them and nurture them and move them Exactly. On. They're going to be fine. By the way, I don't think that – you know, I think that there are some people who are here homeschooled and then go, "Oh, that's where the shooters come from." You, you know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Like, and, I, and I don't think that. I don't think that. Oh, I, I
1: mean, I kind of I used to be that person. We used to like so think bad, that was but an we – like we knew homeschool people and we called them weirdo hippie homeschool people. And now that's just who we
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> so so Oops. so, which is it? Are you Excuse. a weirdo hippie homeschooler, or is it much more normal and real than you imagined it to be? I mean, I don't know.
1: I feel like we're a weird family, but, like, I feel like everybody has a little bit of weird, you know?
0: Please, are you kidding me? Absolutely. (laughs) We
1: might be weirdo. We might be weirdo hippies. I don't – listen, I don't know that That doing something
0: (laughs) – Sam, I don't know that doing something outside of whatever the acceptable, quote, unquote, norm is makes you weird. It just makes you – uh, you know, maybe more willing to see something differently than somebody else does. That that That's all, you know, or exactly. I, I could easily sit here and make the argument that you're not drug along with, you know, social norms and how things are supposed to be. And, you know, it gets a different level. But, you know, just the other day, um, you know, I'll use Arden's like softball team as an example. Like there's, you know, I don't know about everyone else's life. My life's fairly busy. And I don't yeah. sleep very well, and so when when I get <laughs> I can't like, imagine. So when I get like my moments to myself, that are very few and far between, there's things I'd like to do. Like I I am I don't like being a person who's like oh I'm doing this, but I wish I was doing that. But that is a lot of being yeah. an, a, an adult, right? And mm-hmm. so yeah. every once in a while, you look up on the calendar, and four weeks from now there's this Saturday where just nothing exists. Somehow magically, my son's not playing baseball, my daughter's not playing softball. No team wants to practice. My wife's got off from work. There's no uh, cousin having a birthday party. It's a Saturday that's just sitting there with nothing on it, and you think, "Oh, I can't wait for that." And then I get an email, "Hey, the team was thinking that we'd get together and do this." And I just, I look at the email and I'm like, "No, no, 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 leave me alone!" You, you know, like, like, you know, like, like, please leave me, <laughs> that's me alone. That's my one. That's that my was one. the day. And and you know, and listen, the thing they're gonna do, it's not a bad thing. It's it, you know, but I just say to. Are, and I'm like, look, we're not doing that. Like, you're not going and doing that with them. But the problem is, is that they set it up like, if you don't do this, then you're not part of the team. You must not care yeah. if you're not willing to do it. And there's this pressure that's set up by the, by the, the event itself that I don't believe is probably done on purpose. But it still does that thing. Yeah, so like you
1: will let someone down if you don't do what everyone else right. is
0: Right. And if I'm telling you what this thing was, it's not a letdown. It was like this one example in my head. It was a local parade. They were going to stick the yeah. girls <laughs> on a float for a mile. And they were going to sit on the float because they won something last year. And I said to Arden, I'm like, do you care about that? And she goes, no. And I was like, because, you know, she's like, I don't even want to get up that early on a Saturday if I don't have to. And I was like, okay, right on. So if you don't go to this, you don't care. And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, because it would be a really – big thing for our family if we just didn't have to do something this day. Um, but there's this this social pressure that if you don't do that, does it mean you don't care as much? Do they care more than you? Blah, blah, blah. And that's what you're talking about with, with homeschooling, is yeah. that, that idea that there's this very real, yet based in nothing real feeling that if you don't do something that everybody else is doing, that you're doing something wrong. And I don't believe in that. So...
1: Yeah. And like something that we just want, like we want Amelia well, and just in diabetes talk right now, we want her to know that she knows the most about her health, about what she needs, about her type one, about her life. So we just want her to have like a decision making process of like, here's the information that I have. Here's what the doctor says. Here's, you know, what people are doing. But, like, I have the power as an individual to say, but this is the way that works best for me.
0: Right.
1: So I'm going to move
0: forward like that. That's amazing. I'm very happy about to hear that. Like, And so, again, my point is a year and a half into it, as much as you might not feel on stable ground, you are way ahead of of where, like, I was in a year and a half. Into it. A year and a half into it, I was still, like, you know, nervous breakdown mode. So you know,
1: Well, <laughs> you know. I'd really appreciate you. And you have really kind of... Um, I know you've talked about like you and your wife, you have different, um, methods mm-hmm. a little bit and they both get the job done. But like, you think, you think differently, yeah. you know, you bowl is differently. And, um, my husband has been the bolder one to just like, just give her a half a unit. Just give it like, just, no, like get it. And I've been like, Oh, well, you know, let's use like a temp basil or like, <laughs> um, but you have, you've brought me over to the, just bump it, like just. Good for you. Oh, you know, oh like, I'm
0: glad. Oh, That's very nice. Uh, can I get you to say that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast is, is advice? No, other. not at
1: <laughs> all. Like I said, I am a weirdo and a hippie, and I forge my own thoughts and thinking.
0: All right, thank you. I'll do it myself then, Sam. But I was waiting for you to – I'm waiting for one person to just say it for me one day. They're just like, hey, let me just throw this in here. Uh, I, it really – I mean, honestly, like joking aside, like it, it warms my heart to hear that that you heard something here that just made you feel more comfortable to just go for it, you know, because... Yeah,
1: and that empowerment feeling is, like, really... And, like, we, like when we started homeschooling, it was scary, and we were nervous, and we were not sure, but then we started doing it, and we were like, oh, this works for us. Yeah. Like, this is working. I feel empowered. And it's that same, like, it's that same kind of rush that you get when you figure out, like if I just, if I just give, you know, a half a unit, yeah, like just, it just knocks away. it out well, and you're just like, yes, I'm doing this. It's, like, well,
0: see, and that's an amazing decision to make because uh, mo- like, you know, like managing diabetes or deciding to homeschool somebody, they, they sort of live on the same plane of existence in as much as that if you decide I'm going to homeschool my kids and it turns out you're not very good at it. There's no do-over and then you have an 18-year-old yeah. who's like, I don't really know the things I need to know to get <laughs> through life. You you can't like get in the way back machine and go figure it out again. Like so it's such a big um it's a big decision. I can see how scary it would be and it's also it's also a responsibility. It's an added responsibility. Like I send my kids off to school if they end up being lunkheads when it's over, I'm like, hey, that school messed up. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't take any responsibility for it. I sent them to school like I was supposed to. And so it's it's cool that you're willing to take on that extra responsibility and the work that comes with it and all those other things. And similarly with diabetes, if you're making, you know, if you're making these kind of bold decisions and taking responsibility for it, your your end result is on you. And yeah. I, I personally want it that way. And I hear, I hear you, you want it that way too, but I, I
1: do now. I mean, it, that was scary in the beginning. Like, right. I didn't like all this responsibility, but now that I, I make the choices, but you know, like it's more empowering than scary yeah. because I know that I have control in a, in a good way. Sam, Does that I, make sense? Sam, like, I
0: would rather make a mistake trying than make a mistake, not trying.
1: Like exactly.
0: Just that. That that in itself yeah. is that I I made some analogy in the episode that just went up this week that um you know I said sometimes the electric bill comes in and people handle it one of two ways. Some people cover it up and don't think about it and some people rip it open to see what a, the amount of money they're going to have to come up with this month. I said but yeah. e- either way you're going to pay the bill. So yeah. w- wouldn't it be better to know up front this is this is the the responsibility I have in this situation. So at least you can plan for it. And somebody said, so, well,
1: yeah, let's start talking about what we can do about it. Let's right. start making a plan.
0: Yeah. And, and, and then, the, then the idea of anxiety came up like, well, and I said, well, I would rather have anxiety about how I'm going to accomplish it than anxiety at the end about, Oh my gosh, I can't handle this.
1: And, About what to do right? even, right, right. you know, like, do I choose this or do I choose this? I can't choose. So I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. I, I,
0: I think in a simplistic way of saying it, I'm always forgiving yourself the best opportunity to figure it out. Whether it, yeah. goes, whether it goes right or not, you should at least give yourself a shot at it, you know? So um I like what you're doing. I think it's really cool. Did you know we're on an hour already? We talked for an hour.
1: Oh, yes.
0: You did know that? Were you watching we're the clock? There. We're almost there. I, I have
1: the clock right here. Oh, well, I mean, we're at 59. 40. We got 45 seconds.
0: Well, we have as much time as you want, but I didn't realize you were watching <laughs> it that closely. That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's just on the phone in front of me.
0: That's uh, not very hippie-ish knowing how long we were on the phone, Sam. I know. <laughs> so what's your setup? You're on Skype on your phone right now? Yes. Sounds fantastic. Are, do you have a headset on?
1: I have earbuds in.
0: Listen, anybody wants to be on the podcast, apparently you just need Skype on your phone because this sounds great. So, uh, I mean... You you set this right up. I, I really appreciate you wanting to be on and, and you know, all the insight that you brought to it and it's definitely a different story. Like I said, there's gonna be an episode coming up at some point that's completely about um about stay you know, about about look at me, I don't even know the word for it, homeschooling. Um and
1: uh with a dad. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm pretty I sure it's a dad. It I,
0: I have so much stuff on my schedule that I'm not a million percent certain. But yeah, <laughs> but I'm pretty certain. I sounds like this. This podcast became more um Involved than I imagined when I started.
1: I yeah, I can imagine.
0: So uh, so it's become a little bit of a job, but but it's a job I really really like. So
1: no, it is so I can't tell you. Like um, we live in a small town. We don't know anyone else in this town with type one, especially any children. Like we know a lot of children. My kids are involved in stuff. Nobody else has type one. There's a family support group meeting in Reno, an hour away. There's a camp. It's awesome. It's about, you know, run by the same people two hours away. But we see those people, you know, once or twice a year. So, like you and these families that you have on talking to me while I'm doing the dishes, like, this is my diabetes time of the day, you know, with people that speak my language.
0: (laughs) I'm really touched by that. And that's fantastic because it was you know, it was my overarching goal and I didn't know that it was going to happen for certain. So, you know, much like what we were just talking about earlier, sort of with the podcast, like I I, I guess I did really take my own advice. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't really know much about it, um, but I feel like I can teach myself and I feel like I can get better at it and I feel like it could be valuable. So yeah. give it a shot, you know, and it's just really cool to hear that that value. Found it's working. To you. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's very <laughs> satisfying to hear you say that.
1: And I'll tell you, I'm on West Coast time right now, so we're like a three-hour time difference. That is how worth it it is. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize
0: that. (laughs) So you you got on at 7 a.m. with me? Yeah. Sam, yeah, and uh, and and people don't realize that you were up at 7 a.m. Yesterday, but the weather where I am was so bad we couldn't record. So you got up twice that early
1: I mean again with the four kids. It's not like they're sleeping in and like relaxing that, that. going on So you're gonna make yeah. like how
0: many more babies are you planning on making do you think?
1: I'd no comment. Uh, I don't know uh,
0: <laughs> Couldn't ha- So what's the real like listen? I, I'm going to, we're going to finish up here, but I'm, I'm genuinely interested in you. Yeah. You'll share if you want. And if you don't want to, you sure. actually don't have to. So in my mind, when you tell me you have four kids, I understand your, your husband's in the Navy, blah, blah. Yep. I, I have these thoughts in my head. Like maybe it's just this poor guy comes home from being gone for so long <laughs> That there's a bit of uh, um, a thing that happens, and everybody's just like, woo! And then you're like, oh, yeah. baby. Or then, I mean, that was
1: number four. That was number, that was number four. Post deployment uh, baby. Post deployment uh, baby. Yes. baby. Okay. The day, like, the day, uh, like, nine months. To the day so, later so I'm assuming
0: pregnant. that after some guy's gone for nine months he could probably get you pregnant from the front yard so yes. like like so okay so there's that and then the um then the other thing is I heard you say church so then sometimes I think maybe it's more of like a religious idea oh
1: it's not even real I mean like not even we like just, that. we just happen to do both of those things okay
0: okay all right and then some, my
1: husband is one of four mm-hmm. like he grew up in a family of four that was
0: my next thought um, maybe people are from a large family
1: I was one of 3. Okay. You know, when we got married, I was like two children is fine and right. like I will have a job. But then um I didn't understand who was going to stay in the navy this time.
0: You were one and of 3. Just, were you the youngest or no?
1: I was the middle. So did you like I was not like disgruntle. your youngest? Did you maybe not
0: like it? did you like not being in the middle or not or did you just not like your no, youngest? No, I anyway? like
1: stereotypical like Dan Brady
0: like middle child thing.
1: Middle child, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. okay, because because you know what I mean. Like, there's like these all these thoughts in your head, like, wow, because Forza, it's a commitment. Like you you know what having a baby's like. It ain't delightful, exactly, right, right. So, right, do you like being pregnant?
1: No, I hate that. I hate that, but well, I love babies, and I love you know I have. Well, I I do love toddlers. Right now, I have my first male toddler. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole new like. Whew, oh my god! You have
0: three girls and a boy, and the boy's the youngest. Yes, oh, he's.
1: It's all like it's yeah. all planned out. Like he. He's is gotta gonna, get on there
0: now. He's gotta leave.
1: I now, am so probably. sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to right now. His future wife. Like if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Like he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's got way too many mamas. Oh
0: my gosh! Well, at least you'll know he can take commands well. Um <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are people telling him what to do all day long.
1: All day long, They're yeah. But just, also, he's he doesn't do anything. You no, know, he's someone get me a snack. Do you? Get love, me this.
0: Do you? Um, has the diabetes for Amelia has that caused you to wonder if your other kids are more?
1: Absolutely. More? Yeah. Do you? Oh, think about and that? can I tell you? Yeah. Um. So we just went gluten free because my brain couldn't handle um, two different sets of food, Mm -hmm. and I did it for simplicity. So the little one, her brother, he had had some eczema, and he just was a cranky baby that never slept. And I just thought that was his personality. Sometimes babies sleep, sometimes they don't. You know, and there was no like glaring um, symptoms that pointed to like food issues. We took out. The gluten from the house. He immediately started sleeping 13 hours a night. He started taking two, three hour naps. He was happy. He started eating more food. His eczema has been gone. Like, I think he has celiac. I'm not, at this point, I'm not willing to, you know, test him right. to, because I'd have to feed him wheat for six weeks again. But so I think.
0: Is that the test he's got- <laughs> for you? How you have it?
1: to test um, antibodies in the blood, and they're only present if you have gluten in your system. And it, they there's some, you know, debate or what how long you have to do the gluten challenge and how long you have to eat to build up enough for it to show up mm-hmm. enough on the celiac panel, you know. But so, yeah, um, there's a gene test, but it's, you know, the celiac gene is the same one as the type one gene, it's the same series. Okay. So that can even be like inconclusive and confusing.
0: No, that's really interesting because my son has a little bit of eczema and I just, I never thought of that before to be perfectly honest. Yeah.
1: That's like weird. it never, it never crossed my mind, but that's now I'm just said. like, I sound hippie and weird, but no, like. you don't. Stop it,
0: Sam. I'll tell you when you if, sound weird. I'll be the judge of when you're weird. Don't worry.
1: Well, my provider, like our Indo provider, we see a nurse practitioner and she's like, oh yeah, I bet you're right. Like that
0: totally sounds possible. Well, that's interesting. It really is. So, okay. All right. Now we're past, we're way past an hour. So we're going to say goodbye. Oh no. No, that's okay. We're going to say goodbye. And, um, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on. I, you know, like I said to you in the very beginning, I I had booked you for this so long ago that I forgot why you wanted to talk, and I was like, no. it's going to make you a much more interesting conversation because we're just going to figure it out as we go. Um, Yay! But thank you so much for doing this and for populating the world. I appreciate that too.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> One family at a time. No, but thank you. We appreciate you.
0: No, you're you're very kind, and and I pre- and, uh, I don't want to say appreciate again, but I'm I'm you know I, I'm the, if you listen back on the episodes when people say something nice. I, I started off by joking my way out of saying thank you. Uh, then I said thank you and I sounded uncomfortable. Uh, but, but at this point, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased that, that you found value in it and, it and it makes me happy to know that. So thank you very much.
1: Well, great. Have a happy day then. I
0: certainly will. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Huge thank you to Sam for coming on the podcast. And don't forget, Bold with Insulin t-shirts are here. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com. Scroll down. You'll see the shirts. See if there's one there you like. If there is, buy it. Please support the podcast. And when you do that, you're supporting me trying to find a way to get the podcast out to your community where we can do these conversations live. I hope that sounds good to you and that you'll take a look. Thank you very much to Dexcom and Omnipod for sponsoring the show. You can go to dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or myomnipod.com forward slash juice box for more information.